Welcome to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants, all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Dom and Karen. What's up, everyone? How's the week going? (laughs) Hi, guys. Um, So, yeah, like Karen said, how's your week been? Of course, we can't hear you, but <laughs> eventually, let us know. when we do like a like a live podcasting, then we'll be able to at least read their comments. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Don, how are you doing? I'm. I'm doing well, considering. <laughs> yeah, considering um, the the recent events, yeah, the recent event, the current social climate. I'm yeah. doing. Well, personally, um, how are you, Karen? Uh, I'm okay. I, I basically today, oh, actually, guys, just FYI, we're recording this on Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. So, actually, what I did today is not even go on Twitter mm-hmm. or listen to anything on the news. You know mm-hmm. how I am regarding the news. You know mm-hmm. how sometimes I just stay away from everything because yeah. it gets to a point where it's just overwhelming and so many different things are said on different news outlets that it's just like, okay, let me just wait until everything comes down and then I'll like, you know, do my research. Because I just feel like it's coming from everywhere. And I'm the exact opposite. I'm a glutton for punishment. I know. I like... You know, I stay up. We're the opposite. I know. And I'll wake up to your text and direct messages from like, look at this, Mm -hmm. read this. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay. Mm -hmm. Dom gives me my news, basically. (laughs) And I like funnel it for her. Yeah. I'm like, I actually know you don't read this. So (laughs) here's a Google sheet of all the links you should be reading. Or I'll give her like spark notes. Yes, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I like to stay away. After a certain point, it's just like, I can't anymore with all of this, and I need to unplug. Yeah. Before it just overwhelms well, me. Um, speaking of not going on the social media um, during Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes, right? Yes, Martin Luther yeah. King Jr. I always forget that. I know. Um, I do... I do it irks my soul when I see, like, especially on Facebook, um, people who I follow um, during my unwoke times, and they, you know, they're very suburban and very comfortable, and a lot of them are white, will just, like, will say, will either be, like, Trump defenders or, like, people who I know very well have voted for Trump, and then will be the same people who be, like, all lives matter when there's... Um, mm. Yeah, another cop killing, or not cop killing, but another shooting at the hands of a police or service um, member, or they're the same people who would get mad at Colin Kaepernick protests. Ah, yeah. Those people who are the first at, like, 1201 on January 15th to post, like, some really whitewashed quote quote about Martin Luther Mm -hmm. King Jr., and that, that irks my soul um i've actually learned that you can snooze people on facebook so i've done that to a couple (laughs) of those people um i remember when cassius clay muhammad ali passed away they also were like venerating muhammad ali and i was like muhammad ali predates colin kaepernick the person who you can't stand who is like really politely protesting yeah muhammad ali was like 
no, you white people are like the devil. <laughs> so, and then you all of a sudden, because, you know, time has passed and he's a little bit whitewashed now, according to your narrative, it's like, we lost a great champion. And like, I know mm-hmm. it's, it's annoying. He was a black Muslim. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Calm down with this. Cause like your narratives are too convenient and what's 2018 and we're not here for it. Um, where did this rant, this rant, <laughs> just to overall, yeah. um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day and how people out of nowhere start retweeting or posting his quotes. Meanwhile, they're probably running off to the Martin Luther King Jr. Day sale somewhere. <laughs> Come oh, on. Good old capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Probably yeah. that's what they're doing afterwards. Yeah. So just. Silence those people. Well, uh, of course, the black button is my favorite. Um, my favorite friend. Yeah, <laughs> my best friend, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you're hardcore. Oh yeah, I do. Like, I clean out my Facebook and my Instagram and my Twitter. Yeah. So what? yeah, even my phone. I love the block button. So. <laughs> oh, this is another episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a different episode. I'm like ranting off somewhere. Yeah, I need some tips. Yeah, I just block, 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 and block. Mm-hmm. I don't have patience for nonsense. No. <laughs> not not nope. in 2018. If no. I have any control over it and I can block you or silence you or whatever, mm-hmm. be sure that I will do it because I'm not gonna like you know like do some emotional damage to myself just because I have to stand there and listen to your nonsense. Oh, I'm not. So beautiful. Yep. That's how I am. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so just be aware people. Yeah. <laughs> So be nice to Karen, guys. <laughs> Just so you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, the overall message is: um, we are recording this on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes. Um, it is his birthday. Some people confuse it with the fact that it it's his assassination. People okay. think that's what we're commemorating. Oh, which is not. No, <laughs> he was assassinated in April. His birthday is January fifteenth. Which fun fact? So is my father's. Um, mm. so it's my dad's birthday too. Um, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I remember it. No, I'm just kidding. I remember it because it's a very solemn and important holiday, which actually should be more venerated. Yes. Because a lot of people have to work. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that. No. Not only because of that, but he was a very, he, he did so much for the community that he should come commem- be commemorated even more. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like there is a little bit of injustice that's done when you learn about Martin Luther King Jr. in school. It's like the same, like, same talking points. Yes. Where we don't hear more about, like, the Martin Luther King Jr. who really, really was against the Vietnam War. He was all about workers' rights. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I don't want to butcher this activist, but he was a... He was a uh, farmer's rights activist for um, migrant farmhands in oh, California. Oh, uh, Cesar Chavez? Exactly. Oh, him. okay. Yes. He and uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., were they were parallel mm-hmm. in their in their civil rights work. So he, there, but there was a lot that he did that wasn't just like, I have a dream. And I think that's all they teach in school. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anything else about it until afterwards I started doing my own research. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I I had no clue. Um, it was always was always that one quote that people say it's like don't judge people i'm butchering this quote don't judge people by the color of their skin but the content of their character yeah love (laughs) but when he's out here talking about how you know war and capitalism is like the decaying of america Mm -hmm. where are those people people won't talk about that (laughs) Yeah, um, but I think that as we speak to you to get to you um, on this day, um, and whenever you're listening to it, the cultural and social significance of Martin Luther King Jr. should extend past like 24 hours, yeah. and like you know special deals on sales, and the fact that you have <laughs> the day off or don't have the day off, especially in this current climate. Um, it's just uh, yeah, and there's so much happening yeah right around this day mm-hmm. that it's just it's just crazy how he fought for people's rights so long ago, and now meanwhile we're going basically through like so much racism and yeah. all of this these insults basically derived from <laughs> one person in particular <laughs> who we will not name. Ooh, are we doing that? I I kind of want to do it. Okay, but yeah. I'm like, should we just refer to him as like, El Viejo Rubio, like my mom says? Okay, well, you have to say that again. You said that too fast. Oh, El Viejo, El Viejo Rubio, Rubio. Mm-hmm. Gotta roll that. those R's. Yeah. From the Bronx with love after hours. <laughs> okay, I think that. Could be one. Yeah. We should, like, have a poll out for the uh We should, listeners. yeah. That could be one. Everyone's default is 45. Okay, yes. I, I've heard that before. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh. Yeah. We could come up with another one, probably. Yeah. Okay. We'll just, like, sleep on it. Yeah. <laughs> but we will not be naming him. No, we oh. won't. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that when you were talking about preserving your, like, basically yeah. your mental well-being. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's part of it yep. as well. I guess this is, like, a perfect lead onto, yeah. like, our main topic of the day. Yeah. And basically, there has been so much going on with DACA, mm-hmm. with TPS. Mm-hmm. Oh, side note, every time I say TPS, I just want to say it in Spanish, TPS. Because I'm always just used to hearing it that. I always, like, watch the Spanish news. So yes. I'm used to just hearing it, TPS, TPS. But then when it comes to saying it in English, I just have to slow down a little bit and then say TPS. Mm-hmm. Because this is a safe space for you, and you are my most respected co-host, you can say it however way you want So now you guys know that if I ever say TPS, I'm referring to TPS. TPS. Just want to put it out there, so there's no confusions. But this is a perfect way to lead on to our main segment, Mm -hmm. which is related to both of those current issues that are affecting so many lives, and a lot of people are just basically in this limbo right now because there's always something new going on and people are like okay so what do I do now like what's my status what do I do what are the next steps so you want to touch a little bit more on this whole situation yeah so 
um, if you guys listen to our previous episodes and just know us in general, we are actually from communities that are directly affected by either DACA or TPS. I am a daughter of Haitian immigrants. They are actually American citizens. They've been naturalized since 2000. Um, but there's like 30,000 Haitian American yeah. or Haitian diaspora immigrants who are really affected by this decision to not mm-hmm. continue this. Um, and for people who are a little bit unaware about what TPS is, it's temporary protected status. And it's really offered to people who are from countries that are very susceptible to like um, to strife in terms of civil wars. There's a lot of tumult in you know their government and natural disasters. Most of the TPS uh, recipients, I want to say, were given this during the um, 2010 Haiti earthquakes. Yes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe you're right. So, and that was not too long ago, January 12th, so it's 2018, so it's eight years ago, Um, and I think every two years you have to renew your Mm -hmm. TPS status. Do you know, like, what are the, I guess, like, what's the process like to renew? I I just want to know if it's Mm -hmm. similar to the whole DACA process. To be honest, I do know that... It, I don't think it's as pricey oh. as DACA. That's the one thing that stands out to me is how expensive yes. DACA, um, <laughs> DACA renewal is. And that's like one thing. Not to like pull the whole economic card because you should be in this country regardless of what you do and do not contribute because you're a human being and right. you have a right to humanity. But... The fact that 800,000 people are contributing directly to a government agency, $500. Yes, every you know, two years. Every two years. Like, mm-hmm. that's a lot of fucking yes, revenue. Yep. <laughs> and also, um, I think it's, I believe it's, there's two different payments that you have to do. Because I know that one payment has to go um, towards, like, before you get your fingers, your fingerprints taken, mm-hmm. you have to send in a check for that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once they process the whole thing and everything, then they'll call you in for your fingerprints. But you have to pay for that as well, as well as, the, like, the reapplication for it. So I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there are two different payments that you have to do. Wow. Now, keep this in mind that mm-hmm. a lot of DACA recipients will go to uh, different organizations that will help you for like no fee, mm-hmm. but a lot also go to lawyers. Yeah. So you also pay a lawyer fee on top of that, and lawyers are not cheap. No, so imagine having to pay this amount of money. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it comes out to roughly about if you if you hired a lawyer, probably around twelve hundred dollars. That's the total that you would have to pay every single. Well, I mean, every two years. You guys can't see me right now, but, but my jaw actually just dropped. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't even pay that in rent. I would refuse <laughs> to pay that. Yeah, so everyone is paying this amount of money. You guys are paying rent to live in New York. Yeah, States. basically. But I feel like, um, from my knowledge, I know that you know a lot of people will go to lawyers just because. I, I also personally think that it's a bit safer. 
in my own opinion, just because you go to the same lawyer and she already knows kind of like your case. If anything changes, you can easily like call her up or him or her. You can call your lawyer up and have like kind of like an update versus other places where you go to where sometimes maybe the person that was assigned your case changed and now it's someone new that's new to your case and doesn't really know every single little detail about your case each case is different so that's why just in my personal opinion I feel like going with a lawyer for these kind of immigration issues it's safer than just going to any other organization but again everyone has different um you know, income, and not everyone has the possibility to hire a lawyer. But just keep in mind that it is a lot of money. So, you know, you just have to save up because you know that every two years you're going to have to write those checks. Mm -hmm. And also, it's a lot of paperwork as well. So uh, for the very first time that you apply, you have to submit about four passport pictures you have to prove that you had been in the country since you were i believe 16 Six. oh okay no yeah 16 because yeah because like the the age for a, applying was 16 if you came into the u.s before you were 16 I if understand. i'm not mistaken that's what it was it. and so obviously if you have been in the country for if, since you were like five or whatever mm-hmm. then you had a lot of evidence to submit because you have school papers, hospital papers, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But if you, you know, if you came in at 16, you just have to present your high school diploma or your GED, uh, proof of income as well, and a whole bunch of other things that prove that you never left the country and that you've been here since you entered, basically. And it's a lot of paperwork. You have to gather so much shit and just have it uh, submit everything in order to get your DACA um, renewal or if you're applying for the first time whether you're applying for the first time or renewing it you still have to submit so much evidence so let's say for example like bank statements you know how sometimes you throw them out or whatever in this case you would have to save them if you travel to a different state or whatever just having that proof that yes you went to a different state but then you came back or for those people that have um the advanced parole also proving that yes you left the country but you came back you know when you were supposed to so it's just keeping like a organized record of everything that you've done and i know it sounds a lot like a lot but truly, I've seen those stacks of paper, and it looks like you're just compiling every single thing of your timeline. Mm. Yeah. As you're talking about this and, like, the cost that goes into it, I just can't help think that it's so wildly exploitative of a group of people who all they want is to be, like, part of the yeah. society but then and you're like making them go like through these like so many extra yes, steps through so much it's it sounds yes. slightly discouraging no and then actually i knew some people that when they were first applying for their daca they were let's say for example they had proof for june july mm-hmm. but then they were missing something for august mm-hmm. so then they would try to think back like okay what was i doing in august mm-hmm. of 2005 that i have proof of it And I know someone that actually had to get 
back in contact with her old dentist and say, hey, can you like give me like a copy of a record when I visited your office on August of this day because I need it for my DACA application? Yes. You had to go through so much process because a lot of lawyers would require you to submit evidence at least for every single month just to secure that you would not get rejected or anything like that. The more evidence, the better, basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's exhausting. Even me saying it, it's exhausting. Yeah, I, I, took, an, I took a very quick nap. <laughs> <laughs> because... Okay, can you believe, like, all the trouble that people have to go through in order to just get their work permit renewed for another two years? And the money as well? It probably takes two years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wow. So that's why I was just curious if you were a little bit familiar with, like, yeah. the whole TPS uh, application and mm -hmm. renewal process because for DACA it is a lot. It is intensive. Yes, I personally, um, like in terms of immediate family, actually, we all everyone in my family is pretty much naturalized. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> um, but there is one thing that, uh, not to get too too out of out of. Um, at a track or on a tangent, but it is kind of related to immigration, and it's this idea of chain migration, which I think is a really shitty term, but it's essentially when you come to the United States, and then you, like, sponsor a family to come into oh, the United States, okay. and that is something that the Trump administration... Oh my god, I'm sorry. I broke our rule. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> the 45th administration um, wants to... They, you know, the, get yeah, rid of, yeah. Which is like that's kind of how my family came into the United States. And when um, my dad's side of the family, we had, I guess, the patriarch of the family, our great uncle, who was the first to come to the United States in 1969 okay. or 68, and then pretty much from 68 to 1985 with my father. Right, has been a steady stream of rummies coming into the United States. Okay, um, and then as they came in here every single one of them except i think two or three have been naturalized and got their citizenship so i personally don't have like family um that i can call to to ask their experience but okay. that is actually going to be something that i'm going to be working on in terms of i think we it would be really great to like interview people not yes. reveal their stat, not no, reveal them course. and their identity, but no. just like go through like you know the process of just like, to get an idea. Yeah, right? yeah, because yeah, for DACA, I'm familiar with it because you know I have friends and uh, I know people that go through this process, so that's how I'm familiar with it. And also because I do stay up on like the news of what's going on currently, as you know, you know El Viejo Rubio had put a, an end to DACA. No more applications were accepted, no renewals or anything. But mm -hmm. now, in recent news, it's that you can reapply if your DACA had expired. Yes. But they're not taking any more new applications. So right now, a lot of people are just wondering, what are the next steps? Mm -hmm. Like, who is eligible to reapply 
and what happens to the people that maybe their DACA expires later on in 2018? Can they renew now? So everyone right now is so unclear of what's going on. Yeah. And the thing with these kind of issues are that you have to act fast because if for any reason your DACA expires, you could be let go from work. So then it's like you lost your job just because these people in the government couldn't get their freaking minds together or like, you know, agree on something. Meanwhile, here you are losing your job. And then later on, they're like, oh, never mind. Yes, you can renew. But you already lost your job. So it's so shitty. It's, like you said, so shitty. It's wildly irresponsible. Yes, yes, it's irresponsible, exactly. Because yeah. these people have lives. A lot of them already have, like, families, children, a wife, or a husband, or a parents to even take care of, and they depend on that job. Right. And then, all of a sudden, you lose your DACA, and you don't know what the hell you're going to do next. Yeah, it's, um, it's... For a government to... To do something so... I would say, like, it's just so... It's, it's very... This, like, it's so nasty to... Yeah, see, it's just kind of like, like... Okay, so they don't have the technical term as citizens, but they are here... Yes. ...in the United States, participating, living, breathing as yes. citizens, just because they are in the... They have they don't have, like, this arbitrary, like, title that means... Because, like... What are borders? Borders are fucking man-made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. So just because they're like on another side of the border and you know, they need like a very specific document to claim their identity, right. mm-hmm. just because they don't have that in a technical sense, you're they're still operating and living under your purview, like yes. under your government. Mm-hmm. And like... To have nearly a million people, because with DACA, 800,000, TPS, TPS. 30,000, and then, um, is it Nicaragua and El Salvador? Yes. Um, those countries who are, I think Nicaragua is still, they're still deciding, but I believe they revoked yeah. El Salvador. You guys can correct us if we're wrong. Um, so between, like, all of these communities, communities of color, this is not lost. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like nearly a million people whose fates are you're just, in a tizzy. Yeah, and you're just like playing around with it because one day you say one thing, then it's like, oh no, now we're doing this and now we're doing that. And it's people like, people's lives are up in the air. Yeah. And they're just depending on these people to get their freaking shit together, make up their mind, yeah. and decide how they're going to move forward. Yeah. I, um, so they're... In terms of, like, DACA and then the DREAM Act, there's a bit oh. of confusion there. Yes. And I wanted to, like, defer to your opinion, even though... Okay. <laughs> My I, I know yeah. you don't watch the news, but you are actually... No. Plot twist. She's more informed on this <laughs> than I am. Yeah. I so. think because they mention it so much on the Spanish news, so mm-hmm. I, I do know what's going on. What is one of them? Despierto... 
Despierta America. Yeah, Despierta yeah. America. Mm-hmm. I need to start watching that. Which I have kind of like my issues with that show as well, which I will <laughs> later discuss in another episode. But <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah, but they do have lawyers as well on the show. Mm-hmm. Which here is my issue with that: that sometimes they dedicate more time to the chisme of celebrities mm-hmm. versus the time that they give these lawyers mm-hmm. on air. Mm-hmm. And currently, like with these issues, you want to. To inform people as much as you can because there are also thieves out there that are taking advantage of, of like, the, I guess, how do you say it? Of, of the el, del panico, like out of people's panic, like in order to solve their situation, they will go to someone who's not even authorized to do all these legal procedures and they give their hard earned money to them. And then they're like screwed because this person either didn't do the process correctly or just disappeared with the money. Yeah. So that's why I feel like these shows should dedicate more time to the lawyers that they have in order to explain everything to people. Yeah, the confusion between the Dream Act and DACA is that like people don't know like okay, who's going to benefit from either one. So basically I'm going to sum it up for you guys. Please do. <laughs> DACA is for anyone that uh and I'm I cuz I know like I believe some Haitians also benefit from DACA if I'm not mistaken. Oh, do they? I think. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% I know, sure. Yeah, I know the 800,000 is not all... It's not all, like, Mexicans. Mexicans. Yes. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of different countries that benefit with DACA. But yes. basically, if you were a child that came here before you turned 16, I believe, or something like that, then you benefit. Because basically, it's like, okay, your parents brought you here. You had no decision in it. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, you grew up here. You went to school. Uh, so DACA basically gives you a work permit that you have to renew every two years. You can get your driver's license as well. You can apply for credit cards. You can open up a bank account. And obviously, what else can you do with that? Yeah, because you have a social security number. Um, and then the difference between the Dream Act is because the Dream Act would include the parents. Oh, yes. I see. So what they're trying to do now, it's like, uh, I believe it's on social media also saying like calling the parents the original dreamers because they came over to this country with a dream basically of, of like just, you know, providing a better living for their family and everything. But because it's not to sell drugs. <laughs> no, not to sell drugs. And so basically that's where they're saying they're the original dreamers because they came, they brought their children to this country, but basically now their children are the ones that are like going through with the whole dream of like going through college and getting a better job and all those things. So that's why they're saying like the parents should also be included. And that's what the dream act basically wants to do. Just include everyone okay but well yeah and i think now it's referred to as the clean Clean dream Dream act Act. that's literally what i was just gonna ask Uh yeah sorry i didn't clear that up before (laughs) um but that's what it's referred to now okay because um they just they're just saying like okay well why are only like you know the the dreamers going to benefit from it but also like the parents should also you know benefit Mm -hmm. as well because they gave up everything they gave up their life in their country to come somewhere else yes so that's the whole situation and i'm wondering if the clean dream act also refers to so what i do know about a little bit about what's going on in terms of negotiation and 
there might be an impending governmental shutdown because it it's hinging on part of it is hinging not all of it is hinging on the democrats and the republicans ability to come up with a compromise in terms of the dream act and republicans is in 45 they really want to have this yes let's go on with daca and dream act and then build a wall which is insane to me Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's a message that Democrats want to put out there right. or any human being who's going to be alive for the next 50 to 100 years because mm-hmm. that's the absolutely wrong position to have in history is to say, okay, fine, we'll keep you here and then we're going to keep everyone else out. That is yeah. abhorrent to me. Yeah, so basically that's what they're... Is that the clean part? Is yeah. Is that what the cleans refers to? Mm-hmm. Is the DREAM Act and DACA... Without, without the possibility of building uh, yes. a wall. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, yeah, now Trump is like, again, there I go. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll take a couple tries. Basically, he's like, okay, well, you know, we, like, pass the DREAM Act and we build a wall. Or, you know, if I don't get my wall, we won't pass the DREAM Act. That's what, that's what it this is, is right now. This is a 70-year-old man yes. acting like a toddler. Like a toddler, yes. Exactly. So... You see how this grown-ass man who's in charge of the country Mm -hmm. is basically throwing a tantrum because he can't get his wall, so he won't pass the DREAM Act. That is what we're dealing currently in this administration. You know what? Just a little side note. We are so far from Mexico (laughs) is going to pay for the wall. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. So I'm like, okay, if we can like move from that narrative, let's just like keep moving and moving and moving where, you know, the wall just isn't a possibility anymore. Because Mexico for sure was not going to fucking pay no. for the wall. We're not going to pay for the fucking wall. <laughs> um, so let's like not do the wall. Exactly. It's like if you don't have the money to build the wall, why? Yeah. Why even build it? So, Yeah. Here we are trying to see how this administration decides to move forward. But I know that in, like, I was watching, there's another show on Univision called mm-hmm. Aquí, no wait, Al Punto with Jorge Ramos. I'm not sure if you're uh, familiar. Uh, yeah, I am familiar with Jorge. Okay. So, He's the cute one, right? <laughs> the one with the gray hair? Yes. Okay. Yes. He is the I, cute one. I don't think he's that cute. <laughs> That's but... another episode of uh, our preferences. <laughs> Anyway, yes, I was watching the show, which um, he is, like, the conductor. And they were talking about how a lot, and I, I assume it's mostly Republicans, they're against including the parents of Dreamers in this Dream Clean Act because they're saying that, you know, they already knew that they were coming into this country illegally and that they were breaking the law. So that's why it's like, why include them? when they knew exactly what they were doing, that they were breaking the law. Versus, according to them, it's like children were like, okay, you were probably two or whatever, you were a child, and you didn't know you were brought here by your parents. So that's kind of like what they're fighting now and saying, like, why give them any type of legalization when they knew what they were doing? Yeah, yeah, that actually has been a talking point in uh, American... um and American uh, media is that 
It's yeah, from conservatives. It's framed like yes, they came here through no fault of their own. Their parents. It's mm-hmm. always like laying blame on yes. the parents, mm-hmm. while still trying to seem like they're not like soulless human beings. Yes, even by like feigning compassion by being like, but they were children. So let's see if we can keep them. Yes, and in the in the same breath, like really tear down their parents mm-hmm. exactly. and say like, oh, they came here knowing that they were breaking the law. One, they're not citizens of the country, so they didn't break American law. Mm-hmm. Um, two, borders are arbitrary. Exactly. That's the law in my mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fight me, don't. Um, but a lot of people who come to the United States, and I feel like people don't understand this, they come with the intent of either really just like working really oh. hard and then going back. Yes. Or becoming citizens, which I don't understand why conservatives think that the minute you touch down within three weeks, you yeah, should be hustling exactly. for citizenship. That it's like, oh yeah, let me just submit my application right now so that from a month from now, I'm a citizen. I'm a citizen. That The process no. is so, so long. long. There are people that have been waiting for about 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to be here for five yes. years to even be, apply. Yes, exactly. So then for a lot of them, like you said, Dom, they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go maybe for like five or something years and then work really hard, send all my money, do something here in my country, and then just come back, like go, go back, back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of them, it's like, I'm not even going to stay there. <laughs> like yeah. Their plans are not to stay here. Yeah. So it's like so mind-boggling to me that you're going to punish people without even really understanding the intentions and the nuance yes. about the situation. Exactly. So you just want to punish everyone. Right. And then it's also um, in the past I've encountered some people that have been living here for about 10 or 15 years trying to find a way to legalize their situation. Meanwhile, they're far away from their family. But the only thing that keeps them here is because knowing that they have some kind of secure income, Mm -hmm. which they can help their relatives back home with. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, well, I'm sacrificing the time that I spend with my family, but at least I can support them financially. Yeah. So it's kind of like you... And then you want you to can't get punish pun- someone. Yes. Who, and this is exactly. what pisses me off about conservatives and their like family fucking values because what you're saying and what you're describing, like everyone I know, as I mentioned, you know, with my family... It's all about family. Like, the yes. reason why you leave is it's about because, survival. Yes. And, like, to make, to ensure that you, your family, whether in the country of origin or in the United States, are living securely. Yes. So how are you going to sit here and tout that you're all about family values and this is how God intended when and then, you want to break up yes, families? Yeah, and they're currently breaking up families. There's so much deportation going on that it's like the kids stay here, the parents have to go back to their country. So they're already separating families. Mm-hmm. And because of their indecision as well, other families still can't reunite because either like the dad or both parents are here and the children are back in their native country and basically what their parents are doing is just sending the money so that they could go to a good school and have food on their plates and a roof over their head Mm -hmm. which i don't think there's anything 
Like, there's no crime in that. No. Not at all. And I know for, uh, as being part of the Haitian diaspora, um, and there are roughly around 3 million Haitians in the United States, um, and what we do as, like, people who work and who are professionals, a lot of our, like, what we send back home actually generates, like, helps out yes. the economy in yep. Haiti. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's so layered. It's not even just, like, hey, we came here to take your money to funnel it somewhere <laughs> right. else. But, like, the fact that we are helping out other economies mm-hmm. from these developing shithole countries. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> You know, like, we are doing our part. Like, you can just sit there and watch this poverty porn that, like, American media loves to replay on and on and on. Yeah. As if, like, everyone in Haiti is just, like, living in a landfill. Mm -hmm. When we know that what we're doing, like, from the smallest, like, you know, like, toddler to, like, people who are my parents' age or older, we do what we can. Yes. To not only be thriving American citizens, but to help the country that you mm-hmm. that you think is really shitty. Yes. Which has so much to do with, you know, the world economy. You know, it's just like it it all it's all linked. It's it's, it's all, all linked. linked. Exactly. It's yeah. not like these people couldn't make it in their country, so they're coming here and they're just taking our money and not paying taxes, which is bullshit. Like you pay taxes on nearly everything let's say you are undocumented and you don't like have a DACA Mm -hmm. um so you're not paying income taxes you go to the bodega and get a bacon egg and cheese (laughs) you're paying 80 cents on that fucking sandwich yep so you pay taxes yeah where so were we going? Yeah. <laughs> Which is I'm really spicy just, today. I know. This whole topic and just this whole nonsense going on lately, it's just right. so stressful and infuriating. Very infuriating. I think, though, as we said earlier, because it is MLK Day and that we should always, I think we should always just keep him in mind. And yeah. Like, not only on this day. And not only on this day, but people who were really crucial with him and his efforts yeah. and his fight. And I know there's going to be, like, some discussion about, like, integration and, you know, being separatists. Because I know there's, like, that movement where, like, we don't want to integrate with white America. We want our own America. Which, that is going to be another episode. <laughs> but I think um, one of the quotes i think i I have like two really good quotes that i want to impart with you listeners that Mm -hmm. i think about when it comes to the current situation that's happening because like his message is so relevant yeah so relevant yep um and he died in uh 64 so that's like 64 oh we're trying to do math Sorry, guys. 64. It's a really long time. AKA. It's a really long time. It's about, like, 40-something years. How insane is that? My my parents are older than the civil rights movement. And then it's just, like, when you You, put it in that context, it's, like, it's not that long ago. No, it's not. I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, that's not that long ago. And you would think that from that year up until now, we would have... 
you know, progressed more. <laughs> and we're not, it's like we're going back. Definitely. I think in terms of rights where we are legally not seen as subhuman, mm-hmm. we've definitely made tons of changes there. But in terms of, like, what's culturally happening, the rise of, like... Yes. White supremacists, Mm -hmm. which is going to be something we'll discuss later in the show. Um, And, like, just, like, a lot of these ideas, which were very ignorant for the time, but were more mainstream, I would say. Because, you know, that was just the time. And it's not mainstream because we... I'm a big believer, if you know better, do better. But what they're mainstreaming now, especially, like, people who identify as white supremacists and just racist overall is coming back to the yeah. forefront because the most powerful leader of the free world mm-hmm. advocates. That's what his whole campaign yes. was centered around. Yeah, I, I really, I'm so, okay, so <laughs> I will get to these quotes, guys. But, <laughs> right. But um, I, I saw on Twitter someone talking about, like, Wow, you know, because a lot of like white moderates are like, this is despicable. I can't believe the president's using this language about like countries. And it's like, excuse me, nine seconds into his campaign, he was calling he, Mexicans rapists. Exactly. If you didn't see it then, then you were fucking <laughs> Where were asleep. you? Yeah. Like, that's what his whole campaign was around. But moving forward to moving forward, um, <laughs> these two quotes, I think that you should always keep in mind um which one I feel like everyone's heard for the most part but it still holds a big um impact and significance but an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere um yeah which is so true yeah if you think now of everything that is going on it is it's uh I don't want to say like it's perfect but it does fit in with what's currently going on like one thing affects the other yeah Mm mm-hmm and um, this one goes out to all my suburban white conservatives out there. <laughs> this one's for you. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. Oh, that and, is my favorite. Yeah, because I know a lot of people mm. who are out there like, I'm not political, so I won't voice an opinion. That in itself is a political act. Yeah, because you're choosing to. You're choosing to stay silent. And you're choosing to stay silent on human rights. Human issues. rights, yes. You just you're just gonna stand back and watch this mess. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. <sighs> Very powerful quotes. Yeah. I really like the second one though. Uh, the second one is great. But I feel like the second one kind of like is a bit more relatable to like myself, just because like a lot of the times if I see something that I don't like, I will not stay quiet. I have to speak up about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I feel like that one is, like, a bit more relatable. Yeah, and I think that, you, you like like you said, it's relatable. And I think it, for me, it makes sense because a lot of people <laughs> will see me in person and be like, Tom, you're so vocal on Facebook. Or, like, people who follow oh, me on I know. Twitter are like, yes. Tom, you just talk a lot. And, like, it seems very superficial that, like, I am just, like, angry all the time and I'm outraged but no I think you know to go in deeper like I'm 
I'm not just like shouting into a void because I have nothing else to do. I see something. I'm going you're to gonna, talk yeah. about it. I'm going to make my position clear. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't care if I don't get into the history books. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like, oh, I'm like, you know, hooray for Dom. She got into the like history books and she was on the right side of history. That no. is not what I'm saying. I'm signaling to literally everyone who knows me where I stand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it starts with you. Yeah. You know, these things aren't like Martin Luther King Jr. did not. He wasn't on a national level. You know what I mean? Yeah. He started... It started in the community. In the community. In the church. It starts with you. Yeah. So, we are millennials. We are babies of the internet. Our community is online. It's online. So, if I'm going to sit here and trash the person you voted for, Rockland County, (laughs) you know exactly where I stand because it starts with me. Yep. You can make the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good talk. <laughs> that was very, like, therapeutic, I want to say, in yeah. some way. Don't you feel? I feel like so I'm... So relieved now? Like, I feel like... Well, so we've talked about this probably every single episode now. Foam rolling. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I feel like we just, like, really foam rolled like for a good hour. Emotionally. Emotionally yeah. ring out yes. all of the kinks. It, we probably weren't as eloquent <laughs> i know I mean, we were kind of like sidetracking at times but we're sidetracking we got really spicy mm-hmm. there's a last saison yes okay saison. Mm-hmm. there was a last saison today in our um in our conversation yeah. it's just you, you know you know how passionate we feel about this um and i also and- want to i'm passionate because on at face value it's bullshit but also, it's, like, very real people's lives who are in Yes. Stake. And I just want a community of people um, or groups of people who their humanity has been sanctioned as, like, not good for the United States to understand yeah. that it. my heart hurts for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You are cared for. Right. I feel like that's not said enough. Like, no. A lot of, you know, it's just like people get caught up in like, oh my God, like the, my DACA status or like what's going on with yeah. TPS. And like, you know, you hear 45 say like, you're from a shithole country. We don't yes, want people like exactly. you here. Yeah. You don't hear enough that you matter. Yeah. You fucking And matter. that other people understand you. Like, even though, uh, let's say, like, your neighbor does not have DACA, but they understand what you're going through mm-hmm. with, like, all the, these current issues. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know that, hey, like, I'm with you. I know the struggle that you're mm-hmm. going through. And, you know, just having someone out there that understands you as well. And doesn't necessarily have to be, like, a fellow DACA recipient. Right. But just people in general to understand where you're coming from yeah so yeah on that note on that note i think this is a perfect uh kind of like segue to our next uh segment yeah so our highlights yes usually it's like bronx highlights Mm -hmm. um where we're like yeah, Bronx. And listen, we love you. We, we do. love the yes. Bronx. We're oh. currently recording in the Bronx. Yes. However, um, given the whole theme, the running thread I know. <laughs> of we, this, yeah. we really want to highlight someone um, from the Bronx. She's not from the Bronx. No. We're in the Bronx. We're located <laughs> in the Bronx. 
um, highlight someone on a national scale yes. who's really done so much for... So a fellow Bronx person is going to highlight this <laughs> particular individual. So in the past, it was last year towards, I, w- I would say like in May 2017, mm-hmm. I purchased a book from Julissa Arce. Woo! Yes, of course, I had to buy it because I wanted to give her, you know... The credit for it and for her to get her money. For it. Collect your coins, girl. <laughs> exactly. So it's the book that is called My Undocumented American Dream. It's beautiful. And I probably read that book within a week. Mm-hmm. And I remember you would come in yes. every single day. I think you would have like, I mean, like, <laughs> she's gonna walk in a dog shit or something because she's like reading and walking at the I same time. I was. Oh my God. Every single place I could, I would just read that book. Mm-hmm. But that book was very close to home mm-hmm. then i even tweeted to julissa which she did respond to me <laughs> yay julissa but, so we're like besties yeah we are but what i liked about the book and which what what i tweeted to her was that the book made me reflect mm-hmm. it made me relate to a lot of the things that she went through and then it also just made me kind of like i guess it's in some way it was like self-care because a lot of the things that I read in that book, it I just cried. Wow. It was, yeah, there was such impactful events that happened in her life that mm-hmm. I just couldn't hold the tears back. But after that good cry, I was like, okay, I, I feel better. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to highlight a particular uh, part of the book that really stood out to me, mm-hmm. which wasn't the main focus of her story, but it stood out for me so much where she mentioned how, you know, she was hustling with school, trying to figure out her status and, you know, work and all that. But she mentioned how she would always suffer from back pain. She had this tremendous pain and, you know, everything, because at the time where she was in college, she, um, obviously was trying to pay for her books and cost of living, basically. Mm -hmm. And so she said that she never really had a chance to see a good doctor. After she started working in um, what Goldman Sachs, obviously she was making good money. She had the insurance. And she said, she even said it herself, I saw the best of doctors trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what to do with like this pain that I had. And then later on in the book, she mentioned how after she revealed her status, you know, and, you know, what she had to go through, she was like, that pain just went away. And she was like, it was like the emotional toll wow. that this whole situation was taking on me. And meanwhile, all, I thought that it was all related to like, maybe I'm sleeping wrong. My bed is like, you know, old or something. But then she realized that this the the secret that she was trying to hold in because she couldn't reveal her status in the country to people because you never know how people are gonna react Absolutely to that. Not. So she was so people afraid. Voted for Trump. You don't know. Exactly. You don't know. So that that's what her main worry was. Like I can't reveal my status to anyone because I'm not sure how that's gonna turn out. And she was holding this secret that it was affecting her physically. Right. So then afterwards, when she, you know, opened up about her situation and all that, she said that that was kind of, I I don't want to say the cure, but that pain was gone. And if you think about it, it's like, you think that something like that wouldn't really have like a physical impact on you, but it does. Because you're holding it in. And like a lot of the times you can't open up to just anyone about it. So I feel like, 
this is also kind of like, okay, if you have something that is that you're holding and that you feel like you can't share with your close circle or anything like that, just go to a, to a therapist or someone that you can trust or some like you, you yeah. get what I'm saying? Yes. You are <laughs> it's just like yes. a lot of the times when you hold things inside, they really damage how you are physically. Yeah. And it's not just, I'm not just talking about like your legal status here. I'm just, this is now being like in general. Mm -hmm. If you have something that's bothering you, mm -hmm. maybe you don't realize it, but it is taking a physical toll on you. Yeah. Um, all of that was amazing. <laughs> I went on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Very passionate. Um, spoiler alert. So I'm a little, oh! little annoyed. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, uh, to... I think that is that you were able to pull that, draw that from Julissa's narrative, um, therapy and mental yes, health and yeah, self care. Oh my god! I'm a, like I'm. That's like just like my platform. I don't have a right. platform because <laughs> I have like 200 followers on Twitter, so I really don't have a platform. But something that like if you know me, I'm just gonna be you know the third thing I'm gonna tell you is that you know therapy. Yeah. Or just like. Um, you know, looking mental health, yeah, mental health, or yes, especially for communities of color. I can really relate to um, Julissa. I had like generalized, I have not had, I still probably do have like generalized anxiety, and I'm just like very, I'm a very anxious person. Like, but during times of really, really extreme stress, I have lost hair, I've had, um. I've had my hormones really be mm. kicked up. Okay. And these are things that, you know, like I had literal stress hormone, cortisol, overproduce in my body. So when you say, you know, you don't think a secret is, it absolutely. It does. It yes. absolutely manifests mm -hmm. itself in physical yes. form. Um, which is one thing I did want to mention earlier, but I think that's really great that you pointed that out right I do want I wanted to say that we care about and you know the people who are DACA and TPS we love you but also love yourself man. yeah take care of yourself like Karen does I think <laughs> I will tease Karen about like don't you don't listen to the news you're not informed <laughs> no that that you yeah. don't expose don't expose no. yourself to things that yeah. will hurt you because that's exactly and you know how we made reference to how I love using the block button mm -hmm. well it's kind of like my way of self care too because it's like that is that there's so much that I can take from either like some someone tweeting or any just in general mm -hmm. that I'm just like I need to block this out of my life because I just don't mm -hmm. feel like I should emotionally engage with it anymore mm -hmm. or else it's gonna affect me So that's where I just draw the line and I hit block. But just in general, like, if you have issues that are bothering you, like, know to, like, just set a limit. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would Because say... you just can't be exposing yourself to something that keeps on affecting you. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely... One, that was definitely one form of self-care that's mm -hmm. completely valid. Um, also, I would say when we're talking about social media and, like, blocking things that, you know, 
really do affect you. I want to kind of though, okay. I guess this will also be part of our highlights. I do want to highlight um, accounts that are doing really well in terms oh. of empowering yes. DACA and TPS. Um, they do provide very timely um, mm-hmm. status updates, but overall it's never like hounding you and it's not like how you were saying capitalizing on el panico yes el panico yes yeah. mm-hmm. the fear. <laughs> it's I, I found it to not be doing that but i am i know i follow union suite or like it's called the haitian american on facebook and they have everything they're very um they're very timely when it comes to what's happening in tps mm-hmm. Uh, they've been around for six years, so they oh. really amassed a very large following. Okay. Um, and I think she's very credible. Um, right. Wanda, who runs the um, all the social media accounts. Okay. And I would also want to give a little highlight and shout out to the Haitian Roundtable, which is located oh. in Harlem. Oh. It's not a Bronx okay. company. It's um or Bronx um Bronx native. Yeah, not yeah. a Bronx native, but I went to City College, so Harlem has a special heart Aww. place in my heart. Um, so I wanted to highlight them as well because they're an actual organization that okay. really does just like right. highlights um, Haitian accomplishment, but they also are very very rooted in the Haitian community and the Haitian cultural exchange in Brooklyn where like the largest population yes. of Haitian Americans and diaspora live also are great. So those are three great um, sources for Haitian diaspora who are more active. I know my mom is not active, like <laughs> someone my mom's age, but if you use like, if your parents are TPS status, um, those are great want, sources. These are great sources and they're, they're really good with news, but also with just affirming and empowering yes. you. It's mm-hmm. not like this deadline is looming right. and you should be trying to create about panic. Your, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any? Yes. Um, and this one is on DocuMedia. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're fucking great. Yeah. And <laughs> the I believe he is like the founder of this, Justino mm-hmm. Mora. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, that is. He that's his handle as well, I believe, on Twitter. But I follow them everywhere, basically. I follow them on Twitter. I follow them on Instagram. And I've noticed that they are very prompt whenever something, a news breaks. They, you know, post on on these outlets. They're very accurate. And, like, again, like you mentioned, they're not trying to scare people Mm -hmm. or anything like that. They're just, you know, keeping the community informed. Mm -hmm. Everyone that has, you know, DACA as well as uh, TPS keeping them informed of, like, important deadlines, what steps to do next, what's the current situation. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like those are very good outlets to, you know, follow. And if you're you're just being overwhelmed by the actual TV news, because I personally think sometimes it just kind of, like, tries to get its ratings from, you know, the panic that people have. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Those are our highlights for today. I know. Everyone, please read Jaleesa's book. It's yes. awesome. I'm or, I'm ordering mine as we speak. I actually did. I like, oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. I have Amazon on my phone, which is dangerous. So. <laughs> but everyone, please read it. It is such a great read. I loved it. I can't say enough about that book. Mm-hmm. But like I mentioned, 
what I mentioned earlier, that's what stood out the most to me. Yeah. So, you know, everyone out there, take care of yourself. Seek help if you need it. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with that. Nothing. No shame. And on to our next segment. Oh, we final are, segment. Our final segment. We ended that on such a high note. I know. But now we're really going to... Go into the crap or the literal shithole that is this administration, yes. and just the fact that this country is like running on white supremacy. That's mm-hmm. the that's the diesel, the gas that's in the engine yes. right now. Um, just to very specific things because we can be very general because it is a shit show. Yes, um, but <laughs> the. Uh, we're calling him. What are we calling him in Espanol? <laughs> oh, el, uh, el viejo rubio. El viejo rubio. Mm-hmm. It came out in a report that when they were talking about immigration reform, mm-hmm. and it was bipartisan, so there were both Democrat and um, Republican um representatives in this room i guess it was the oval office i'm not sure they were in a meeting with this man and they're listing off the countries and when it came to haiti he says so there's like initial reports were like he called haiti a shithole Mm -hmm. which actually now that it's been clarified he did not say that he did say haiti why do we need more Haitians? Okay. And then when he went to Africa, he was like, why do we keep accepting people from shithole countries? Oh. And then he proceeded to say, why can't we bring people from Norway? All of that, all of that is just oh. not even laced in racism. This has been dipped, yeah, dipped, deep fried, dipped again, and deep fried yes. again in just racist lard. Mm-hmm. It's, there's so many layers, it's just like yeah. layers of stupidity, it's layers of ignorance, of, of ignorance, and it's just like unabashed racism. Yeah. And because it's like, they are trying to frame it as, oh, well, he's talking more about merit-based immigration, meanwhile, no, African immigrants, African and Caribbean immigrants are very likely to hold four-year um, college degrees. Right are very likely to be yes. middle class, middle to upper class. And I don't want to say this as, like, respectability politics. Like, you know, we have to prove that we are, we're good people. Mm-hmm. But I, there is just such a, there's just, like, such a default where, like, I hear these things and I have to, like, list off these statistics. Right. Like, you're wrong. But, like, why not accept people excuse me, whose um, countries have been completely torn down mm-hmm. by, guess what, American intervention. There we go, exactly. This is like the, the, the chismoso neighbor that will go in there, create some chaos, and then just like watch the whole mess go on. Watch it Yes, burn. exactly. And then you wonder why people want to get out from their country. Like you just created this mess. Mm-hmm. You went in there to stick your nose. Mm-hmm. Where you weren't needed, yeah. basically. This, he's the most ignorant. Um, has most has the least amount of self awareness. Yeah, 
And he, it's always reported how little he wants to know about. He mm-hmm. doesn't, he barely knows anything about domestic policy if it doesn't include McDonald's. So how <laughs> the fuck are we going to expect him to understand foreign policy? Right. Which is so complex and nuanced. It's not a shit. <laughs> no. You know, there's more, there's just more to what you're being fed. Mm-hmm. Um... So that that is definitely vete al carajo. Yes, vete al carajo. Yes, one way ticket. Um, yep. I think it's also important to acknowledge this made some news, but I think people need to keep talking about this because there's no fucking way this needs to happen after this whole like. Senate race with Roy, Roy uh, I can't say the same, Roy Moore, you know, oh. literal child molester. Mm-hmm. Now we have, it's like I with Trump, these like wackos feel emboldened. I know. One of these wackos is Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Mm-hmm. And I think after what happened in Alabama, Arizona, yeah, you better step the fuck up. I do not want to hear that Joe Arpaio has been elected senator. Oh, I know. I just like these like racist. There's, there's. He has like this record already. This disgusting yeah. record of just mistreating mm-hmm. Latino, the Latino community. Yeah. He will. You you have like a fleck of brown skin. While he was the sheriff, he would ask he, you for yes. your papers. You could be. Actually, an American citizen, <laughs> and he will ask just you because of the skin, your the color of your skin. That alone is so mm-hmm. unconstitutional. Yep, he should not even be able to, not even run for Senate. He shouldn't even be able to acquire an be, application yeah, he to be, work at Burger exactly. King. <laughs> yes, he is so not fit for no, any he's job not at all. I'm sorry. I oh, like no. kind of went off the handle. No, no, no. That was yours. That was yours. Just <laughs> yeah, like, those were my picks yeah, yeah. for um, the day after. Yeah, because I focused mainly on Julissa's book. Yeah, that so Karen was, like, was positive today, and I was like, I'm going to hammer you guys with negativity. <laughs> Ying and yang. Yeah, you get a mix of both here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we got everything out of our system. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Thank you so oh, much also, for joining us. As you were mentioning, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, you know, how people uh, immigrate over here and we were just covering the bases of TPS and DACA. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention mm-hmm. that in the whole process of renewing your DACA and even when you're applying for the first time, the fingerprints are taken to ensure that you have not committed a crime. Okay? Right. I want to specifically highlight, I, I just can't believe how this whole thing, like, you know, I forgot about it. So that's why they take your fingerprints, because they basically want to check if you have any sort of, like, criminal record. But Mexico is still bringing their worst. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. So if you don't pass that background check, you will not get your DACA renewed or, um, you know, get your, uh, your first-time application accepted. So just want to put that out there mm-hmm. for everyone. For everyone, but, but really we for know the, really yeah. for who it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and on that note. Yes. <laughs> now we can officially. <laughs> on that really uplifting <laughs> note, uh, we thank you for 
sticking through this hole. Sticking through this, really coming on this very emotional journey with us. I know. It was like a... It was highs and lows, yeah. but everything needed to be discussed. Everything needed to be said. And I just want, I do want to end here where I say, again, I want to reiterate that recipients of DACA, TPS, children of immigrants from shithole countries, the beautiful continent of Africa and Haiti, um, you are all loved. Yes. You're all we love valid you. human beings mm-hmm. and your humanity should not hinge on like how you know how you contribute to a society you are living breathing you are beautiful people worthy that's it yes point blank period we're done we're done um, bye, guys. bye see you in the next episode <laughs>